Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grand McGovern Podcast. Now there are only 12 days left until Christmas, and that means more terrible Christmas music and sappy holiday movies than any person should be made to endure. In an effort to combat this rampant attitude of festive good cheer, for the next 12 days we will be giving you some alternatives to the traditional 12 days of Christmas with some movie choices of our own. Your obsession with fireworks, and I'm saying this as a friend, concerns me. Hey everybody, this is David Brown, and joining me as always, Morgan Rodner. Heidi ho there, neighbors. And today we'll be talking about movie number eight on our 12 Days of Christmas movie list, J.J. Abrams' Super 8. Kind of directed by Spielberg, but not really directed by Spielberg. It's basically, you know, J.J. Abrams was like at the camera and had everything, but, you know, he had like Steven Spielberg behind his shoulder going, push it. See, I thought you were going to say that, like, he had the, the devil and uh, angel shoulders Who going was the on. devil? George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is essentially correct. <laughs> so uh, this movie is kind of like an amalgamation of every, like, 80s Spielberg movie. Definitely. It it's definitely it's like evil, it's evil E.T. is what this movie is. Evil E.T. meets kind of asshole-ish Goonies. Yeah. Um, cause you know, everything's dark and gritty now and we have to try to make things as real as we can. And I think the allure to this movie was not only was it an homage to classic Spielberg movies, the movie took place in, was it the seventies, the eighties? Uh, yeah, late. If it's, it's the early eighties, it's definitely, so I mean, it's, it's already that. that like time period and they used similar filming techniques. And I mean, JJ pitched this to Spielberg cause this is an Amblin, uh, production, uh, when he pitched it to Spielberg, it was like a love letter, essentially. To him. To, yeah. Yeah, because you, yeah. you can just sit there and look at a certain way trees are lit and are blowing in the breeze and go, that's that's a Spielberg shot. I recognize right. that because I've seen it in Jurassic Park. Right. So it's it's very much, uh, you know, because Spielberg has directed his fair share of what are essentially monster movies. Sure. You know, that it's Jaws, it's Jurassic Park. War of the Worlds. It's War of the Worlds, exactly. Right. They all, it feels all exactly like those. Uh-huh. I and you know, JJ again has his own his very own unique uh, creature style. So this one has extra appendages and you know different eyes and things like that. It's a Cloverfield like monster. It's, it is. It's very much a Cloverfield monster. But the thing I think this movie uh, misses the point of a little bit is they get caught up too much in personal uh, minutia past experiences with particular characters that uh it it deters from the actual point of the story um and mainly that's the uh, l fanning and uh I, I can't remember the main kid's name at the moment but his his relationship with his mother and her relationship with her father and well you that's know, but that's also sort of a tr- another traditional trope. spielbergian trope which yeah. is a contentious relationship with the father or the cathartic relationship when that is sure and i think that oh, sorry that's... when i heard you go sh- i thought you were about to do a sean connery <laughs> sure I junior must, i must ask you a question <laughs> but i'm shaving it for later which is the perfect example of spielberg's uh father-son relationship uh, so my, my main problem with with that is though is it's fine if you do it once 
But once you start doing it to multiple characters is when things start getting cluttered. Yeah, and, and that's the sort of thing. With a movie like this, uh, where your main characters are essentially a group of children, which is totally a, a great 80s thing. Sure. You don't want to focus too much on all of them. You want to pick one who's your main character, and then you can give him the complex relationship. And then, you know, sad as it may be, you give the other people their little niche to fit in, you know. In Goonies, you know, Data was the nerd. Right. You had, uh, you know, Chunk, you know, being the funny fat kid, and then you give <laughs> Sean Astin the contentious family relationship to follow, and then you right. don't, you don't do it all over the place. Right. And uh, but as good as this movie is, and it's obviously playing off other movies, um, one thing I definitely wanted to say is Super Eight feels, or I shouldn't say, I should say Stranger Things. Yeah. Feels a lot like Super 8, feels a lot like right. Goonies, feels a lot like, sure. feels a lot like. Yeah, and uh, they, that formula has been done quite a bit. And it's definitely, Super 8's like a greatest hits. It, yeah. it definitely is. It doesn't it contribute anything new to the genre, but it is. It looks great. It's, a, it's an entertaining it's, film. It's, it's a decently it's, run film. Kyle I would say, Chandler's pretty good in it. I would say it's a family film too. I think there's something in there for everyone of all ages. It's a little scary for the younger kids maybe, but I think it held a PG-13 rating. Yeah, and, and, and it didn't you know ride that line particularly fine it's it's oh. a pg-13 because it can be very scary because there is a monster people do die there, yeah. there are deaths in but, the movie you know, it's you know the series et in jurassic park i remember when this movie first came out and they i think they were one of the first movies that started that trope of like there's this thing in the trailer and it's this huge sequence but that sequence isn't anywhere in the movie because you see it from somebody else's perspective and it's like ah fuck you don't show me <laughs> shit that looks cool and then i have to watch it from afar and don't Give me trailer moments. Uh, so that that was, you know, Super 8. And, you know, uh, one thing that I think uh, is similar to, you know, Christmas with this movie is the kid in the film gets a Super 8 uh, camera, not for Christmas or anything. He has a Super 8 camera and they're going off and making little movies when he captures a, a fucking train crash. And it's this real thing, and it becomes much grander. And people die, and it's massive explosions and horribly traumatic. Right. So what I'm saying is be careful when you're shopping out there this season. Because trains could be falling from the sky. (laughs) Happy Christmas. All right, guys, so please be sure to tune in tomorrow when we bring you number seven on the Grand MacGuffin's Christmas movie list.